Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Brought to you by Regions Bank. Ah, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully you are off work. And luckily for you, old Dirty the Dill. The big dill. And uh, Psycho T have the latest. And the latest is, um, this is not as important as tomorrow will be, but... uh, as we know, the game is Saturday. Everything does move up. Uh, so they did have a lighter practice today, Clint, with the injury report for the Texans coming out. Uh, Robert Woods was limited, so he was on the field. Denzel Perryman, who had the rib issue in the game, he was limited and did distant practicing. Mechie, who, who came out on the injury report with a foot issue, did practice at a limited capacity. Malik Collins. Blake Cashman, Will Anderson Jr. was limited as well. Uh, and then there's the rest guys. Laramie Tunzel uh, and uh, Shaq Mason with a rest did not practice. Sheldon Rankins um, has the ribs and has had the shoulder, didn't practice. Uh, and then Andrew Beck. And then, I don't know, I'm serious, I don't know this person. He's a guard that got in. Dieter Elson or Elslin. Iceland, Iceland, I, I would is say. It Iceland, Iceland, Elsland, Iceland. You thought they messed up and put old Dieter's last name on somebody. I did, I did. I was like, who is this? He's that guard that got in last week, number 60. He got in and mauled somebody. Well, I say mauled. He got in and went out there with bad intentions and hit a guy smaller than him. About, Must about have been late. Out. Um, yeah, it was late. Yeah, no, it, it was yeah, definitely. I, the game I, was well in hand. Back, back up interior offensive lineman. Didn't know this fellow. Uh, but he is an illness, and he shows up <clears> and did <throat> not practice. Uh, and then the big one, and I – the most important one is uh, is Jerry Hughes, who did not play last week and uh, and did not practice today, still with that ankle. Tomorrow will be a big one. The rest of these guys, including uh, the Dieter fella, uh, I would imagine will be back at practice in some, in some form or fashion and feel good about how they ended and they all played last week. Uh, but it is Jerry Hughes to me. And I'll be honest, Clint, I, the Jerry Hughes thing is more debt to me yeah. Um, with uh, with way the way that Barnett has come on to play, um, I, it's not like a miss. Maybe maybe a few weeks ago would have been like, man, you need Jerry Hughes, the rotation. He's a guy that that gets pressure, but you would love him to be there just in case, uh, and just to be able to keep those guys fresh and rested. But his importance is not as vital, and I think if that is it, that you're, you're coming out pretty well going into this playoff game in terms of injury wise. Absolutely. Look, I mean, three weeks ago we were looking at this thing and it was significantly shorter, but it, but it had 
some big names on it, as this one does too, but the shorter one, it had names on it that, of guys that weren't practicing and guys that didn't end up playing and guys that you had major concerns about. That Every name you mentioned, the only one that I'm concerned with, I agree with you, is Jerry Hughes. And the only reason I'm concerned is whether he will or will not play. Like, Jerry Hughes is the guy you're looking out for. The rest of these guys are either either it's just a rest day or they are banged up a little bit and just need a day to, to, to get healthy and it's better to rest them than to push them, especially if it's just like a an accelerated walkthrough type situation. So uh, the, the only one on there is Jerry Hughes. That's I mean, it, it, as we move through the week, um, I don't expect a whole hell, hell of a lot out of him in terms of practicing, but it wouldn't surprise me if we've heard multiple times this, this defense, as it pertains to the defensive line, is literally plug and play. You don't ask these guys to do a whole lot of thinking. You just ask them to go out there and play. So maybe they're trying to get Jerry Hughes up to speed, and, and hopefully by Saturday he can go. But that's the one to keep an eye on is, is do, does he ever practice to any degree, and how do you feel about him uh, possibly being able to play come game day? Yeah, so he's the one to watch. We'll be watching. If he if he practices tomorrow, then, I mean, it, it's it's full go. If, in any kind of capacity, yeah. limited yeah, yeah. or not. And um, and he's one that, that the real one to watch. Now, I'd be surprised if any of these other guys didn't practice. Uh, tomorrow, even if it's limited, tomorrow in some way. The Ravens, though, here it is, the big one, a couple of big ones here, and the one here is Mark Andrews, who has been out and was out for the year, but has been out. They bring him back from IR. He practiced today. People said he looked good, and he was practicing at a limited uh, a limited case here as well. And then the other one to watch is Marlon Humphrey. Uh, their corner, arguably their best corner, He's got a calf issue. He did not practice today. Could be just precaution, very similar to some of the other guys for the Texans, but he is one to watch uh, and to watch the next uh, week or so because he is uh, he is one that didn't practice, uh, and he is a big, big, big-time part of their defense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, as I look at this, you got three, three big-time targets on the offense in Mark Andrews, Devin DuVernay, and Zay Flowers are all in it. Two of them in limited limited capacity. One of them practice full. Yeah. Uh, so make of it what you will. But then you jump over to where you said that that um, Marlon, that Marlon Humphrey. Humphrey not practicing with a calf too. It's a corner with a, a, a lower leg injury or issue that, uh, that that kept him from practicing today. I'm I'm definitely looking out. Uh, I'm I'm checking out uh, the Ravens injury report tomorrow to see what happens with him. Yeah. So that is uh, that is the injury report for both teams today. Not as big. Um, and, and, and not as big as much for the Texans. They're resting. The, the, the Ravens, hell, I, I would imagine everybody be out there practicing. At this point, has as much time as they've been off yeah. from resting. Um, but we'll see whatever whatever happens. Tomorrow will be a much bigger day to look at that. Five o'clock fire. Our little Astros news, uh, Clint. And we've been hearing from the offseason, like the bullpen is where they want to they, they try to sure up things. And they let several guys go. From that bullpen, they're not bringing back Ryan Stanek. One Hector Neris, they're not bringing back. They let several guys go. Well, they got some tough news. Astros reliever Kendall Graveman, who did not pitch in the postseason, he's going to be out for the year next year. All right, uh, because he underwent uh, shoulder sur- surgery on his throwing right arm, and he is going to be out for the uh, 2024 season. He had a ERA uh, in the two fours. Um, and uh, had 23 appearances after he was traded here. But it's it's even bigger, Clint. The Astros have mm-hmm. now lost 207-plus innings 
from their 2023 bullpen in either free agency or injury. 207-plus innings they're going to have to fill. And right now, you know there's no Graveman. They're, they let Naris go, Stanick go. That's that's three guys that were set up men for them uh, on this team. So, and they haven't really brought many pieces in. They've signed some free, uh, some uh, some minor league contracts, and they made one trade. But I, I well, this is going to be interesting to see what they do with this uh, with this bullpen because they got a lot of innings to fill there. Now, look, I, I don't know the the details of the Graveman issue, but but what I I did read a little before the show today <clears throat> on this situation, I, I believe they knew it was coming. Yeah, and so now make of that what you will. I I look at it as whatever moves they've made or not made or whatever their plan is moving forward. It included Kendall Gray. This didn't just jump out of left field and they go, oh, hell, we lost Kendall Graveman the way that we're hearing the news. I've got to believe that Dana Brown and company, they knew this was coming, so they clearly planned accordingly. Now, maybe they didn't know it was going to be uh, as, as severe a surgery and as long a rehab as it is, but either way you slice it, there had to be a plan in place to, to at the very least, eat up some of those innings that, that he and the others, as you mentioned, uh, left behind. So, um Make of that what you will, but again, th- this is obviously a bullpen that you're, you're trying to shore some things up, trying to strengthen, and it looks like the the Astros on several fronts are moving in the wrong direction. Yeah, I mean, right now they're they're chilling with Montero, Abreu, and, and Presley, right? Yeah. Like of guys that you're you're really looking up, and then some guys that pitched in the regular season, like uh, Seth Martinez, they're they're looking to have a bigger role for him this year. Um, thus far, and, and because they just haven't gone out and, and made any major moves, I still think they will probably bring some guys in. Well, that's you still something gotta, they've, they've talked about targeting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you still got a surplus of starters. I mean, that, that's that's and if Lance McCullers comes back, it's even even more so. Um, Bury me in the H. And, and the only reason I say if is because I haven't I haven't heard any status on on Lance in forever. He hasn't given us he a report in, in a while. Yeah, he hasn't come out. Uh, okay. But I'm assuming we're expecting him to be back this year, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, so you're talking about a surplus of starters, like like hell, two two more than you need. Yeah, we'll see what they do. Maybe they put old Ronell in there. Maybe they'll try him out in the bullpen. I didn't think about old Blanco. Old Nail. Oh, old Nail. <laughs> put him out there to be Bell, a. He's up on out there uh, 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 <clears> as a. As a setup guy. We'll see what they do. Five o'clock fire. All right. Um, we understand the vacancies in the NFL coaching searches. A lot of teams still looking out uh, for their for their guys. For their guys. By the way, the Seahawks have put in a request to meet with Bobby Slowick here. Mm-hmm. Also, Ben Johnson of the of the uh, the Lions. Looks like they're maybe going offense potentially for their uh, for their head coaching search. But the Falcons, Clint, they interviewed Bill Belichick yesterday. For their head coaching job, Bill Belichick, who is uh, parted ways with the New England Patriots, they have uh, they have looked to interview, had an interview, Arthur Blank with the seventy one year old head coach, Bill Belichick, Atlanta. That's yeah. not one. That's not one that 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 sounds like a fit, a fit to me when you look at some of the other jobs out there. I, I'd be surprised if Bill took that one. Yeah, it's it, it is very. Very interesting that that you know Bill is on the market. I'm fascinating, I guess, is that Bill's on the market and 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 to see how teams handle it. I, like to me, 
the only way I entertain Bill Belichick is if I've got an established quarterback that I refuse to part ways with. And and it's Bill. Here, here's our offense. We've we've got this guy. This is who I need you to work with. This is who you know. Letting him pick the guy and develop the guy and build around the guy. I'm out on that. I mean, what's up, I, I, look, I it, I am blown away with every single time I turn the TV on. It is stroking the hell out of Bill Belichick. And, it really does get you. Oh, uh, it just it irks me, man. Because crazy, even more to it, like Atlanta. We've heard that, but the names we're hearing, like. We're we're hearing that Philly and Dallas, both in the NFC East, are potentially going to fire their coaches. Right. Pretty pretty certain. Well, that, this happened with Dallas, and his name are the two, the two name or the name that you hear for both spots. <laughs> yeah. Like if Philly go after him with Jalen and 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 their team, and then Dallas well, go after him with Dak. And yeah. Him. I mean, to be clear, I mean the the part that bothers me is like the conversations I hear is like the only way you move on from McCarthy or or Sirianni is if you've got Belichick. If Belichick's the replacement, oh, man, like I. I I just, to me, no disrespect. I, I get the six Super Who is he Bowls. bringing the run in? Was Who tremendous. is he bringing in? Josh McDaniel? Come on, man. That, he bet that that and Jalen Hurts definitely ain't a mix. No, not at all. What about with Dak? What about it? What about if Bill comes in? I, I, with I'll, I'll, I'll Josh argue. McDaniel? I'll argue moving forward if Dak Prescott is going to win ball games and play play like give you the best chance to win. You got to be similar to Jalen Hurts. So you would. So you wouldn't like. You wouldn't think that. I, would I don't. Be like, a good I, fit. I wouldn't hire Bill Belichick. If you were plain schedule. and simple, he, I wouldn't even interview Bill Belichick. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not bringing in a guy that that's that that wants all the power. I know he said he's he's open to doing things differently, but how, how many Tigers you know change their stripes after winning six Super Bowls? It, it, I mean, it, it, they were they were awful, sub 500, I believe, over the last four years, and he didn't change his stripes in New England. Why, why would he all of a sudden change them? I'm not bringing in Bill Belichick and 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 allow. I mean, because the the proof is in the pudding. You want a good defense? Sure, bring Bill Belichick in. You, you want a you want a guy that's failed miserably building a roster uh, of late, de- drafting and developing a quarterback, so surrounding that quarterback with talent, hiring coaches. You want, and he's failed miserably, right? And 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 in the process of that, like the relation, the fan relations, and and the the media relations, and it's just it's the stick is up, man. Bill and Jerry. I don't have time to have a bad time. It, it, that, 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 be honest with you, I want to see that because he's had, he's had strong, he's had parcels. Well, that, that's it. I'm gonna tell you right now, the, the whole Jerry Jones is like, you know, is an issue for coaches. I, I don't damn sure not the new age coaches, but but I, I just I never have now him and Jimmy Johnson clearly that's yeah. inexcusable, and Jerry himself would tell you that that was that was bull job. I don't know, like that was clearly a, a major mistake. But the whole nobody wants to work for Jerry and Jerry, I mean, I think that's been blown way out of proportion. Like I, I like I think it will like if if Jerry wants Bill Belichick, Jerry it'll work. I mean, now Jerry's not going to agree to just flat out. Jerry's not going to agree to to give Bill Belichick all the run. He's not going to run Will McClay and his son Stephen Jones off and, and kick them out of the war room for for <laughs> Bill Belichick. That's not going to happen. But, but uh, yeah, I, just, I just I'm looking at that boy. I, like I when I look at the Cowboys, obviously their defense that was an issue, and I think Bill could really help fix that. Oh yeah, no and question. the Eagles as well. But I think the major issues are: can you get the best out of Dak and Jalen Hurts? And I'm I'm trying to think of the game plan that doesn't that 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 would get us there for him. What he would present for those, and I immediately think 
it would be probably Josh McDaniels, who is also available right now. And I I don't know that – I mean, I could see Josh maybe helping Dak more than Jalen, but I – could you could you I, imagine? I don't know could you I, imagine being an owner in the league with an opening at the head coach position? Watching and I'm just talking about football, just watching the Miami Dolphins offense just just light the scoreboard up. Watching what Bobby Slowick is doing with CJ Stroud and and all these youngsters and how they you know just getting so much value out of guys that you draft right now, immediate return on your investment kind of deal. Um I mean, watching what what all the guys in that Shanahan tree have done uh, of, of late. Uh, look what Jordan Love is doing under Lafleur. All that stuff. Could you imagine looking at that and going, "Nah, I want the guy that hired my, uh, Matt Patricia as an offensive coordinator. I want the guy that 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 really developed man, Mac one Jones. Time, man, that's the guy I want." Well, the, good, on, the good news is for the Cowboys in this discussion that their offseason's already gotten started, so they have plenty of time to get all this figured out. That's a great point. Good for you. Good for you. That felt good, didn't it? Those are just facts. There it is. I can start figuring things out. By the way, Texas just picked up a couple of uh, big-time wide receivers to add to their team. Who? Right now. Texas. Isaiah Bond from Alabama. Uh, and uh, get from uh, Oregon State. Oh, yeah. Texas is back, right? They I are. forgot. They are. I don't know what led me to do that to you. I just felt like it, it hateful, just, I just felt it was. I just uh, in his eyes, I mean, we're man. banking on this guy. I mean, being our didn't win being our eyes year, and ears in, in Sin City, man. <laughs> All right, coming up. What's your number one concern? What's your number one concern right now today on Tuesday as the Texans take on the Ravens? I know what mine is. We'll discuss that coming up next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back into The Drive. And I said this. I know what my number one concern is. 713-572-4610. What is yours? What's your number one concern? It's Tuesday. You got a while. Just right now at the top of your dome. What's your, or right now in your mind, what's your number one concern for the Texans walking into this game? 
And I'm sorry for those when I saw somebody on the uh, on the text line who uh, who uh, who. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that our players don't have Houstonians media mentality. And for those of you who are looking for us to just look at everything that is positive or that could possibly go well the right way for the Texans, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna do that for the next four hours every day until this game starts. There are some concerns that we can look at it. Now put your big boy draws on or panties out there and be able to be willing and ready to have a conversation. It's big boy, big boy conversations, right? Now many of you are able to have those conversations. The reason why you have helped make us the number one drive time show in Houston. All right? Let's put them on. Put the draws on. We can do it. Now, Clint has given us an ex- are, are panties draws too? Yeah. I I'm think a, so. I mean, in my mind, I've said many a times, hey, I'm trying to get them draws. So, yeah. I mean, panties. A piece of floss could be draws. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah, okay. Now. I think, I, I was like just like last night for you, you wouldn't have got them draws. But. True. <laughs> True that. Maybe, them, maybe mm. just maybe she was ready. No draws. Anyway. You got that robe. All right. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, y'all. <laughs> Stupid. All right. Uh, what are your what are your number one concerns? And, and Clint is gonna. It gave us a tease. Clint said he's gonna dig into it. You got one tomorrow, right? Is oh yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Your number it. one concern. I'm already working on it. My number one concern. I see some people here containing Lamar Jackson. That's all. I the only concern I have. Uh, this is this is mine. After watching, not last week's game, but the week before. The had-to-have-it game, the winner-go-home game in Indy against the Colts. The thing that obviously jumped out outside of, from a negative perspective for the Texans, that you're like, whew, glad they got out of there with that win because that's going to be what we were going to be talking about. The number one thing we would have been talking about if the Texans weren't able to survive that win against Indy was not the greatness of C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins and Bobby Slowick. It would have been what in the hell happened to what we thought was one of the better run defenses in the league that they just got absolutely sliced and diced. Jonathan Taylor almost ran for 200 yards himself. Zach Moss came in. He had him some success. They ran the football. There was a period there, especially in that second and third quarter, where they just ran it in a dominating fashion where it was like, damn, the Texans knew they were going to run it. The Colts knew they were going to run it. Everybody knew it and nothing they could do to stop it. I wasn't as concerned about the Browns, Clint, but this run game, this run game concerns me, and it's the number one thing I'm concerned about walking into this game, Clint, is we saw what the Colts did to them in the game two weeks ago. Couldn't stop the run. We saw what the Colts did to them. Anthony Richardson, and that's the best running quarterback. Kyler is in there too, but that is the best running quarterback that they faced before this week, which will be Lamar Jackson. So when I see what happened with the Colts and how they controlled that game and got themselves back into it, when you look at Gus Edwards, who is very capable, Justice Hill, who is a changeup with a lot of speed, they added Dalvin Cook. And then they have the wild card and Lamar Jackson that completely kind of handcuffs you and how you handle the run game because you got to be focused on him and what he could do from the run game as well. 
that is the number one concern to me is that the Ravens just physically dominate this game from a run, running running perspective like the Colts did a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, look, I, I think that's a fair concern, Ron. I, I think it's a valid concern. I, I think it, I don't I don't have a and maybe I'm crazy, but I, I don't have a concern that D'Amico will have answers for whether you're talking about stopping the 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 um, you know the, the different dynamic uh, exotic type runs that you're going to see. Uh, Zay Flowers is a guy that I'm sure they'll use in that, and, yeah, yeah. and the one-offs from from Lamar Jackson. I'm I'm not concerned that that there's not going to be a good plan to spy Lamar Jackson, and and, and look with with uh, with Christian Harris and and Blake Cashman. I think you've got some real speed there. You're not going to match Lamar Jackson, but you give yourself a chance to to catch an angle and maybe make a tackle. Uh, I, I like your chances there as much as anybody uh, versus Lamar Jackson. Um, and so I, I think I agree with you. The, the only concern is Baltimore's ability to say, we're more physical than y'all. You use the word dominate. That's it. Dominate the line of scrimmage. I'm not worried about Lamar getting out and Lamar doing it. I'm worried about, or let me say, I'm not worried. that There is a concern to be had about Lamar, whether it's him carrying the rock or one of these running backs, and them boys just going, we're going to get downhill. We're going to road great. Because I think there's, I think there are a handful of teams in this league that believe in the old, old, you, when you use the term physicality, mm-hmm. it's the old style. It's old school. I think you got San Francisco. I think you got Philly. I think you got Baltimore and uh, who else? Who did I leave out there? Somebody, somebody we talked about a little earlier. There's one more team that that may have that that vibe to them. But nonetheless, you get the point. Baltimore is one of those teams, and I just oh, oh the team you're talking about, the Colts. Colts um, just they are just wired up front with guys that are just nasty, and, and there's no shielding. There's no let me get between my man and the ball. No, I mean they they are trying to dominate you. And they're the is, league's number one rush off. Yep, yep, yep. Buck, buck fifty five. I think buck fifty six a game. Um, and 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 that's they may get to a buck fifty six, but the part that scares me is getting there downhill between the tackles when everybody knows you're going to run it. With Lamar Jackson, you may get two hundred. I mean, it, it, it ain't no, there ain't no telling. That number could go through the roof. But lining up the way that Indy did and saying we, we're going to run it, everybody, everybody watching on TV, everybody in the stadium knows we're going to run it, and we're going to make y'all like it. That's that's what Baltimore's capable of doing. Can the Texans turn the corner relative to what happened against Indy and make sure it doesn't happen again in the playoffs versus Baltimore? We'll see. Because when, when people are texting and covering the tight ends, covering Andrews and all this, man, if they, if you if you saw just in your mind, now the Colts didn't take advantage of this as much and as well as I believe the Ravens could. Clint, when you start running the ball down people's throats like the – like the Colts did to the Texans, and the Ravens are capable of doing it. Well, then, Clint, you know what what D'Amico has to do. He has to, and he started to do it, make adjustments. He just Now you start seeing Jalen Petrie creep up and how he's standing down near the line of scrimmage. And we even saw it to a, to a, to a little bit, at least with the Colts, is then we started to see it open up down the field. And then there there's play action, and there was some there was a big play to a tight end that they got. Pittman got a little something going a little bit down down the stretch. I remember a big play down when when Des King had a personal foul penalty tacked onto it. It was a 
a, a bigger play. Now, when you got when you start running the football like the Colts did, and I think the Ravens are capable of doing, now you got to bring safeties down, and now that opens you up for Mark Andrews. It you run the football like the Ravens could, it makes covering Mark Andrews even more difficult. It makes covering Zay Flowers down the field even more difficult. Beckham and all that stuff because your your linebackers have to creep up and come up. So that the running the football and dominating in a fashion where they can do whatever they want, that is a a big deal. And I see some people texting John Grenard did play against the Colts. That's a, that that will help. But Johnny Greener, they got they man that that to me that's a concern because that can just that's something I don't know how much you could scheme off of. That that's something that that. You're just getting your butt kicked. That's a problem. All right, coming up, one thing that got Clint, this this is what Clint, I believe his exact words, this got Clint going on his drive home. He almost got a little excited on his drive home, something your head coach, D'Amico Ryans, had to say. We will discuss that coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back into the drive. Clint, as he said, he is working on his thought on what his his, his biggest concern is. He'll tell us tomorrow, so stay tuned, stay tuned and listen. Um, our O-line is suspect. My number one concern, uh, biggest fear is Lamar rushing for 100 or more yards. Uh, flowers without Stingley covering him. The weather being bad, like the Jets game, some people coming in. Um, I refuse to believe Gus Edwards can dominate the Texans. I'm not saying Gus Edwards can dominate the Texans on his own. I'm talking about the the run game. Now, now it won't just be Jonathan Taylor, but they will mix all of these cats up. But that, I mean, this is the number one run run uh, run offense in the league for a reason, and they've got a lot of different parts and pieces that they can throw at you. So, no, it's not like no. I don't think I'm not telling you Gus Edwards is about to come out here and run for 188 or 190, whatever it is that that Jonathan Taylor did. But I'm talking about the entirety of it. That that's I mean that's 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 a thing. It's a thing. It's what they're gonna want as Clint said, what they want to do. They want to be physical up front and uh and, and they damn sure gonna try to do it. It's more about the O line. Yeah. I mean it, it, and Lamar. Put, put whatever name you want to it look I'm, I'm not even I'm not like Lamar doesn't concern on, on in, in 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 the context of this conversation like if Lamar scares you, oh well, hell. I mean, he's gonna play 18 games. You know, he's played eight, well, 17 games and plus one playoff game. I mean, that's just that. That's some low hanging fruit. Lamar scares the hell out of everybody. The, the point is, is like, I trust D'Amico Ryan's to have a a plan, and if it don't work, to have an adjustment to give you give us a chance to win. If it's solely based on Lamar Jackson's athletic ability and and and, and game changing ability. I, like I feel like D'Amico's going to have a good plan. And I'll be honest with you: if if the Texans go to Baltimore and you lose because Lamar Jackson off script, off schedule, just lights you up with his feet, okay, that's that's the MVP. That's Lamar Jackson. Um, to me, the the harder pill to swallow would be if that offensive line lines up and whoops your ass all day long, and and whoever they put in the backfield, including Lamar, just lean on you for four quarters and. Very similar to the way that Indianapolis did it two weeks ago. That that's concerns me more than, well, 
Lamar is the best athlete we've ever seen at the position. Well, we know that. And I, I think D'Amico will have a plan. Um, there is no plan if an offensive line just just starts whooping you. Yeah, and There and, is no plan. And what I mean in the run game with Lamar, yeah, obviously everything you said is just him, his dynamic with the run offense then also changes things because sure. you have to defend him in a way you don't yep. have to defend Gardner Minshew yep. in the run game. So he's, I mean, he is... He is a problem that holds linebackers just because of his presence and fear that he's going to have the ball. So uh, it, uh, it it's just to me. Hell, maybe you, maybe for you, it's not a worry. For me, it is a concern of how they handle it, especially what we saw two weeks ago. All right, this is a this is a clip uh, that really, really got Clint going. Yeah, I mean, look, it guys, really touched your soul. Look, I'm riding home last night. Go ahead. I'm I'm white knuckling this. EV, I'm driving. About to say you were you ready? Everybody, everybody. By the way, everybody. Hopefully, you get home safe today. You got home safe last night. Clint said he uh, yeah, he had a fight there. Yeah, I'm telling you, I was white knuckling that sucker. Slid a couple of times on some ice, but uh, I'm in that I'm in that caddy tonight. I'm in that oh, caddy tonight. Now. I'm heavy. I'm, I'm I'm riding heavy. Um, but anyway, I, I was riding last night. I was listening to Mark Vandermeer, Johnny Harris, and them boys on Texans All Access and. It was a coach's show. D'Amico Ryan goes to goes to chatting with the fellas, and um, I don't know. Look, I mean, we had already heard a lot of what of D'Amico's best stuff in the post game presser uh, during our post game, uh, you know, post game show with with Sean Pendergast. So I'd already heard a lot. So I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of cruising, and got to a point. I don't remember exactly how the question was phrased. It's something along something about the run game, and. Um, being dominant in the run game and establishing the run. And his response, it, it struck me. I'm thankful that we got a head coach, offensive or defensive minded. It don't matter what, in this case, we got a head coach that thinks like this. This is what D'Amico Ryans said in response to being physical in the run game, establishing a run, things of that nature. Yeah, for sure. A lot more experience than, you know, I always say you want to run the ball, right? You you want you run the ball to win games, but to score, you got to throw the ball. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so it's, uh, we know who we are, right? Yeah. We don't have to force it. If right. it's there and we can pop some runs, we'll pop some. But, you know, we have a quarterback who can throw it and we can get yards in the air, even on the check down plays like the play to Brevin, mm-hmm. like CJ can throw the ball five yards and, get credited with a 76 <laughs> 76 yard pass so it's uh you know however we have to get it done at this point it really doesn't matter just get it done and Clint I think the big thing about it is judged by his actions and what they've done that's not just him just saying anything his his actions show it they do that they they will yeah. adjust to it right like they won't just keep running the ball. They won't just keep running with the same player. They won't just. They'll do whatever it is it, it takes for them, uh, and what they what they can do best for a team. Well, and I think that's that's the other part is he ain't that ain't just BS. No, 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 no. I, look, it's it's one reason I love this team, man. It's one reason why I love the hire of D'Amico Ryan's in hindsight because I didn't know this about him coming in. In fact, I was nervous about you get nervous uh, about defensive coaches. Oh, defensive minded yeah. head coach, and and then you know not not really understanding the quarterback game. 
um, you know, potentially, you know, forcing the 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 run the football, protect the football on everybody like we've seen done here. Lovey Smith did it. Bill O'Brien did it. Um, so yeah, I mean that that all that concerns me. I, I am just I'm just thankful. I and mean, here's the deal is is I mean it's we take it for granted as fans because it's who D'Amico is and, and they changed halfway through week two, the Indianapolis game week two of the season. We've seen them adjust and so we just say, man, we got us an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and a head coach that's willing to adjust and 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 legitimately give ourselves a chance to win every ball game. And all right, let's keep it moving. I, I just when I hear when I heard him say that, I thought, damn, damn, I'm thankful we don't have a coach that is still preaching, run the football, that's still preaching turnovers, this turnovers that. In fact, D'Amico, and, and I don't remember where it was in that pressure, but he, they like turnovers were brought up, and he was like, yeah, look, of course. You know, turnovers are one of, if not the top statistic that impacts winning and losing. Um, and and just kind of he kept it moving. He didn't stop and say, "Oh yeah, we just can't win if we turn the ball over." You yeah. just can't, you know, like just beating that dead horse of turnovers and run the ball. Simple I mean, as that. It, it's just so refreshing to have a guy that that just that says, "Hey man, look, if we can pop a couple runs, we'll pop them. Otherwise." We got a CJ. We got a CJ Stroud centric offense. We're going to spin this thing around the park. We trust him to make the right decisions, and Bobby Slowick is going to dial some things up, and we're going to score some points. It, it is just it's rare, especially when it's a defensive minded head coach. And I mean, again, we're just in some good hands here, Houston, and, and uh, with D'Amico Ryan's. No, I, I think it's important. I think it's going to be potentially important in this game to to figure out what it is that we're. And, and I think the number one. Thing we saw from it is over this weekend is his ability to adjust even defensively on his own scheme with Derek Stingley Jr. Yep. Say I'm a, I'm gonna put him on Amari Cooper right from the jump. Now that is a that is a a big 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 deal that offensively I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's walked over there a couple times. Say Bobby, let's start with that run. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen I would, enough. I, like, we've I seen enough of that. I wouldn't be surprised if he's walked over there himself. Say Bobby, I, I hear what you're saying. I know yeah. we talked like. Let's go ahead, man. Just cut it loose. Right. Dang it, Bobby. That's well, exactly Ryan, what we is, don't want. This is exactly one of my favorite drops, by the way. This, this is exactly, Ron, um, for me, like, again, what, what gives you what gives you confidence in in the staying power of, of D'Amico Ryans and of the Texans, right? I mean, it, it just – the the ability to adjust, man, is it, on the fly is is absolutely is is absolutely beautiful. And and I mean, when, when you when you do those things, whether we're talking about in game adjustments or you're talking about overall, just saying, hey, man, this is who we are, and this gives us a chance to win ball games. Let's ride with it, and not being stuck to one line of thinking. I mean, you can set yourself apart, and, and the Texans have done it hell in less than a season. Yeah, big uh, big thing for him, and we've seen that, and and he's not afraid to do it. Uh, in the uh, in, in the middle of the in the middle of the game here, uh, so uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll continue rolling here. I'm sorry, I just looked up at the Clippers owner on TV, and he just what's well, the construction going. zone? Construction what's he, what's he got going fishing? on here? I don't know what the hell he's doing. I mean, is, is he trying to explain Steve, away why the team is the team struggling? Steve Ballmer is an, is an interesting. <laughs> he's a treasure. <laughs> he is. I love that old video from the 90s. Look at L. They're all dancing. (laughs) She didn't fell out. Coming up behind us, uh, Texans Huddle, Indy Kalu, 
Uh, Trap will join us. Oh, I see you. And uh, Drew, Drew Doherty will uh, will get you ready for this divisional round against the Ravens. So that'll be fun coming up right behind us. Stay tuned and listen uh, to that uh, as we continue rolling here. All right. Um, uh, many people are wondering, uh, yes, Clint was successful last night. We're very happy for him and Lauren. Um, and uh, way to get that dub last night, man. We, we, we appreciate it. People were wondering about it. Did What, yeah. what happened? Did he get that? Yeah, he got well, it in there. Uh, you know, he gave it everything he had. I'm 1-0. I'm 1-0. Oh. You got it's a victory. 1-0. Oh. You know, I got a lot of work to do. Got a lot of adjusting to do. Um, just week you know, one. There, there were a couple hurdles in the way last night, but we got beyond them, whether it's Granny stayed the night or screaming babies or me dripping a sink that's plugged up and it overflowing in the bedroom and <clears throat> all over the entire like I mean, I bet there's I bet there's a stretch of ten foot of carpet that's just soaked that I had to Man, what a night. So I mean it was a hell of a night, man. <laughs> But yeah, I, I knew I knew it was going down when Mama Mama walked by me. I was in that kitchen when I got home. Said, "You open a bottle of wine." <laughs> I said, "Well, it's like riding a bike, huh?" Well, I said, "Well, Granny's here. Kiddos are still up, so now's not the time." But I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down. And so yeah, I'm one and zero, man. I reintroduced myself. Did you escape without injury? That's important when you're coming back into action. No, and now listen, I would normally laugh it off, but I think that's a very good question for for Tyler because you know, and you have these hip, hip flexor issues. Well, I didn't think of that. I'd, I'd be, I, I know it. Is. I'd be I'd be seeing the orthopedic surgeon right now if that if that uh, that solid about two minutes twenty seconds yeah, put my hip out of commission. <laughs> what? That's when it can be most it. dangerous because you're going all out for that two minutes and twenty seconds. Nah, T. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, it I was, was longer than that. Stop <laughs> saying that, man. I was easing on through it, man. Easing on through it. Well, you know, but one you're and back. One and oh. Yeah, appreciate you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Real quick before we get out of here, somebody on the text line, Clint. Do you give any? Uh, you give any? Uh, back to the Ravens. Get your horniness oh, out. Okay. Do you? Uh, you give anything? You take anything from week one? Anything at all from that game? Anything at all? Don't even remember it for this game. Nothing. Don't even remember that drunk. Be- no, I he did the watched it right show. here. In the- oh. it right- I, I honestly don't. I Damn. honestly do not remember it. I mean, the, the reality I is, in a lot of coach speak, and a lot of times, you know, teams that play early in the year when you when you play again late in the season, they get, they they feed you that line of bull. Um, but I'm being honest, like like they're they I'm not even gonna go back and watch it. Uh, I mean, for the sake of doing, uh, I'm just be completely honest with everybody out there. I'm not going back and watching Week One of the Houston Texans. I remember that schematically it was a nightmare. <laughs> I remember them doing things and like, how how did you slide that protection and leave two D linemen unblocked? Like, I remember it being an absolute mess. Um, and this is this is a literally a 180. From the team that we watched, whatever whatever happened that week, the team, the team that we watched, the, o- the only thing, maybe there's maybe not the only thing, but the thing that jumps out the most that I would say, all right, there there is something is they got to experience the l- live speed of Lamar. Yeah, I think I think for like Will Anderson, sure. Jonathan Bernard, Peach. They got to experience. That was in Baltimore too. Right? It was in Baltimore, so, they, so, so familiar ground. But they, they've been but there. I, I would imagine if you have never played against Lamar, uh, very similar. Like if you've never played against Josh Allen, you don't realize how big he is. Yeah, and how yeah. like I, I think understanding his speed that I think that's a help that they have 
they've been around that and they've seen that. But mostly of that, yeah, the Ravens are a different offense, different defense, and so are the Texans all the way around. Agreed. All right. Uh, appreciate Seth Payne for jumping on with the C.J. Stroud. Always enjoy hearing from him. Clint, great job. Tyler, great job. Byron, great job, man. Tell them haters to kiss your light-skinned black ass all the way, tongue and all. All right. Yeah, what he said, Byron. Oh, my yeah. God. Bored the hell with boredom. <laughs> Indy Kalu and company coming up behind us. Tongue? Uh, yeah. I'm Ron Hughley, as always, Houston. We love you, baby. Clint, did you get some ass last oh. night? Come I on, did not now, expect that. Right, listen, and get that leg up in the air. Come on. And get in there and step into that. Yeah. Did you get some ass last night? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.